0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a 24 recap. We are just getting so thick and heavy into the conclusion of the first season. Can you believe we are here at the end of the first season? I can't. Let's start again. I don't believe this ever happened. <laughs> uh, we are up to episode 22, 9 p.m. To 10 p.m. This was written by the esteemed Joel Surnow and Michael Losef, and directed by the even more esteemed Paul Shapiro. It first aired on the 7th of May, 2002. We had a two week break between this episode and the previous episode, so you were really waiting to see how badly Kim was kidnapped, apparently. <laughs> and uh, oh, so much to talk about in this episode. It's getting juicy. This is. The last episode we're going to talk about before shit really hits the fan. Let's be honest. Uh, my name is Maximilian and <laughs> are you flirting with me, Colin?
1: And my name is Colin, acting head of the Oz Network, and I have no authority.
0: <laughs> this is actually a very quotable episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love in-jokes between you and I before we hit record that people are like, this yeah. Maximilian, this, this new host. I got rid of oh, you finally. will have to listen to all of our shows, all of our episodes to find out. There's a secret. <laughs> yes, from an episode that by the time this airs, aired months ago. So um, <laughs> <laughs> listen to months ago worth of episodes on all of our spinoffs. <laughs> the qualifying lap. Um, yeah, I mean, I said last week, I think last week was probably the worst episode we we're going to get in the last four, and it was still not a bad episode, but um, oh, look... What's 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 not to say about this, Colin? Uh, you know, uh, Sherry likes cherries, uh, which is always good. Jack's tied to a water pump. Um, once again, Terry's getting distracted by everyone. Uh, Alexis is in trouble. Drazen's a badass. Uh, I mean, come on. Like, what's not to love? Yeah, I, I'm going to say especially getting to
1: see more of the Drazen's in this episode is what is to love. Because... Uh, Everything else we get is sort of been there, done that. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it's become painfully clear to me not only that they had, you know, 13 episodes, as we've discussed many times, that they guaranteed they were going to do, but that they literally had no plans past episode 13 other than just to repeat their stories over and over again, which is why we get Terry kidnapped, Kim kidnapped uh jack you gotta kill palmer (laughs) it's it's the same thing over and over again but getting to see the drazens getting to see their lair getting to see all their their little henchmen and associates getting to see dennis hopper in a suit i mean that's the fun of this episode oh
0: dennis hopper in a suit what a man what a man man. just uh looking pretty good we get to see patty changing her hair really really quickly (laughs) Um, did you notice that i pointed out last week oh yeah (laughs) how quickly she does um See, I feel like we generally just gloss over the Kim stuff straight away, but, I mean, Kim's kind of tied to the Jack and the and stuff, so it's kind of, I feel, we sort of need to keep that separate. Um, the Terry stuff's kind of tied with the CTU stuff, so, I mean, it's <laughs> I guess we get the Palmer drama over and done with first, right, maybe? Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we've got the Palmer, the, the, sorry, sorry, let me rephrase it, the Lewinsky drama out of the way with over <laughs> and done with. Um so I think I mentioned this last week about how this uh Victory Party for Palmer is just basically some high school band playing hits of the 1970s and 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> we get celebrate good times, we get we are family. I think we get on so excited. funky town. Come on. Um That kind of sounds like funky town. a towel? Um So, I mean, this whole thing is revolving around this whole like, oh, like, is Palmer gonna, you know, hey, check out Patty over there. She's pretty sexy. (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, like, this whole plot line that we're building to that's, uh oh, like, Palmer's getting it, gonna get it on with his uh, aide here. Oh, I've never heard this before. Um, And essentially, we find out this episode that it's Sherry who's orchestrating this. Um, (sighs) Like, one thing I'll say is, like, Sherry, like, you're great, you're amazing, we love you, but, like, don't walk away from your husband in the middle of a nationally televised press conference to go talk to the guy you're trying to get to fuck your husband. Like, I mean, stand there and smile and wave. Like, I mean, Uh. if this this is 2021, this is going to be analysed. Like, we talked about Fox News last week. Fox News, why did David Palmer's wife step away? What was she doing? Like, there would be a camera on her walking towards Patty, and this would be analysed on the news more so than Palmer's Uh. speech. W- worse than that
1: uh they would be analyzing even more so and then within 10 minutes palmer and patty left alone for 20 yeah. minutes and came back down together with his arm on her shoulder as yep. they walked back into the ballroom together like no no way this
0: is not being picked apart and again like you know we've got to be all like you know palmer's uh you know the innocent victim in all this because he's you know being used here but like you mentioned the arm on the shot. There's some unwanted touching. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there, there, there's some, you know, by 2021 standards, this is sexual harassment. Like, uh, you know, yeah. there's unwanted touching. This is going to be brought up later on. Like, Patty's going to be suing. Patty's going to be suing <laughs> for, like, sexual assault, Uh, you know. So uh, Palmer's being me too'd here. I'm watching it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm watching it right in front of me. But um, I, I kind of like Sherry where was like, oh, you know, uh, we're going to not be together in Dallas. We could use a few days apart and basically telling, you know, Paddy's like, yeah, you should keep him company. um, And, yeah, you're right. Like, Palmer just is, is always wanting to escape. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, we should make some FaceTime in the room. And then, oh, I'm going to escape again. Like, I mean, make your mind up, Palmer. Like, just what what do you want to do? Um, And, like, what What is he, like, going over the schedule? And isn't he basically like, oh, I'll be up in the room in 10 minutes and give me the schedule? And then she's all like, she's got it. And it's like, how did you find time to do this? And it's like, I don't know. I don't have a life. And it's like, I don't know how she found time to do this. She was gone for five minutes. Yeah. Like, Jesus, well, she's, she's a great intern. You shouldn't be firing her. Well, not that you are in this episode. Not that it happens. But, like, she's good <laughs> at a job. <laughs> well, how many jobs does she have, too? Because she's a speechwriter. And she keeps their schedule.
1: What else does she yeah. do?
0: Well, trying to do Palmer, clearly. Yeah. Um, so once again, I mentioned last week, count the glasses of champagne Palmer's having, because he's got another couple here going in the room. And is this where? That's we get his the whole- escape when when Fox News breaks yeah. the stories. I'm sorry, I was really drunk. <laughs> that man can hold his liquor, let's be honest. Um <laughs> But is this where he's like going to her, like, how did you find time to do this? When do you when do you have time for a life? A boyfriend? Like, I don't have a life. This is my life. And you know, like, oh like I feel like this is a bit repetitive. Isn't this what we got with What's a Face a few episodes ago? Uh, Elizabeth, you know, like, oh, mm. we had some downtime in DC, so we all went out for some drinks, you know. Um, and then we get the Are you flirting with me, Patty? I don't <laughs> know, I think I am. And what is what's her line say oh, about Mr. something arms? <laughs> it's like, oh, so you and Sherry, child like Again, I find this bullshit. So you and Sherry, childhood sweethearts, we knew everything about Barack and Michelle Obama before Mm -hmm. they even ran for president. I'm sorry, his story has been sold into novels. Like, everyone knows the Sherry and David Palmer story. They they made a movie on how Michelle and Barack Obama met in college, didn't they? So, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. they're... They've been told. So like, And she's super close to Palmer. I admire you. We didn't talk about that last week. Like, I really admire you. She doesn't know this? like, yeah. Or is this just her flirting? But when she's like, it's you go. Bad attempt at flirting, I was going to say. Well, I wouldn't know. I've, I've never
1: flirted. <laughs> it's like, like, how many other things that are painfully clear to her is she going to be? So, you're black, huh? <laughs> yes, Patty.
0: <laughs> so, running for president, are we? <laughs> You got uh, two kids, is it two? Yeah. Did any of them happen to like to watch the tube or anything? Or... <laughs> so daughter got raped, into... didn't she?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're you're really into seventies music, I hear.
0: <laughs> you know, it's really bad when Colin Hilding points out that the flirting is bad. So um, <laughs> yes, I
1: don't know no, what's going I, on there. I instantly recognise it. This is what I do.
0: How did you meet Jamie? I always forget this story.
1: Uh, ja- Jamie and I worked together. I was right. uh, I was doing training and. She came in uh, in what I will label as the single worst training class we ever had.
0: (laughs) So you were the teacher and she was the student. Well, well, we weren't quite teacher and student.
1: Uh, Once the training was complete, they were sort of handed off to a bunch of us where we sort of Transition them into the job and made sure they didn't have panic attacks and <laughs> run screaming and kicking out of the it's building. It's like a
0: great job. The first <laughs> point of business is not to make sure they do their job properly. Don't have a panic attack. Um. Oh, yeah.
1: It, it happens.
0: So, so, who made the first move? I, I think I should know the answer to this. Jamie but.
1: made all the
0: moves. <laughs> You still don't realise what she's doing. You're your married to that kid. You still don't realise you're in a relationship. Um, that's coming soon to Behind the Hosts, the Oz Network story. Uh, coming soon to our Patreon. There we go. If you want to know the secret behind Colin and Jamie's love affair, then uh, sign up. We'll do a bo- That'll be one of our bonus episodes. I'd love to find out about that. We'll get Jamie on. I'm sure she'll be more graphic about it. Um, but <laughs> I love Patty's line. I was like, has there been anyone else? I was like I'm running for president, Patty. I can't tell you that. Like when he says are you flirting with me? That's fucking flirting. Like that's yeah. more flirting than anything Patty's doing, you great hunk of oath, Palmer? Like <laughs> again Do you call a great hunk of oath as in yeah. take presidential oath. Sure. Absolutely. That's fits. Like Again, we're painting this all out as like Palmer's the innocent victim here. He's unwantingly touching her, he's inviting her to a private room, he's flirting with her, like I love you, Palmer. You are the heart and soul of this show, but you've got something to answer for here. Like, lesser men, like, have been fired from Hollywood and life for lesser things, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, Justin Timberlake has been cancelled because <laughs> he admitted to having consensual sex with someone. So, therefore, cancel Justin Timberlake, right? Mm-hmm. Hashtag Free Britney. But, like, this is <laughs> bullshit. Palmer, Palmer should be cancelled. I'm calling it right now. Hashtag cancel Palmer. <clears throat>
1: we talked about this last week uh, I I remembered this slightly differently I remembered the revelation of sherry being involved being there from the start which I still say is the way they should have done it because you spend three episodes here just judging Palmer uh and it, kind of like you point out it's not even good flirting it's it is bad flirting it's it's uncomfortable for one thing it's really awkward and not hot at all. Uh, there's just a lot of things about this that don't work as well as I remembered.
0: Yeah. And it's, it comes down to that fact too, where it's again, it's, it's just like this last ditch storyline to make Sherry evil. Um, and yeah. again, as we Which kind of defended There are a lot of it. ways we'll probably
1: get into it next week, but there are a lot of ways that you could have done this better.
0: Yeah. And like, yeah, absolutely. And, like, again, it's it's a fine line. It's sort of entrapment. And, like, okay, this is probably the most evil thing Sherry actually does. But, again, we also last week kind of weirdly not defended it, but, like, kind of was like, well, is it that evil, is it? Like, again, yeah. if, if Palmer's like Colin, who's basically like, oh, don't touch me, like, oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it just doesn't get any cues at all. I flirt with Colin all the time. He doesn't understand. <laughs> like, he just doesn't get what I'm doing. But, like... Like, the fact of the matter is, is that, like, you, I get it. They're trying to sell this. You don't know what's going on. You kind of think Palmer's going to go along with it. But, like, I want them to have some line where it's all a ruse, like, I knew it was you along, Sherry C. Like, you know, like, and I was only playing up to this. And because, like, again, there are these little uncomfortable moments where Palmer legitimately is flirting with this woman. And it's like, it. like, I don't want Palmer to be sleazy and to think that he's capable of doing that. Hashtag not my Palmer.
1: Okay, so one of the problems here, which uh, we'll just spoil a little bit of next week, uh, Palmer himself should have been unwilling in this. Hmm. He shouldn't have been the aggressor. If he is going along with this, which who knows, maybe he's just going along with this to expose somebody. We don't know. Uh, Then have Patty do all the the heavy lifting here and Palmer play like, oh, I'm not really sure. But the way that this plays out, he's initiating a lot of this flirting. So it's like he picks up on, you know, a seed that's planted by Patty and he's like, hmm, here's a key card. Hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, are you flirting with me, Patty? And I'm sorry, he is not a he is not a good flirter either. I mean, it's just there are that's so Captain many ways. You, exactly. Yes. I mean, I, I really, I really identify with him here. It's just uh I really wish that they had played this so many ways differently from Sherry's point of view, from Patty's point of view, from David's point of view, you know, especially if we know Patty is actually really into David, which is the story that they're telling here, then have her be into this, have her be the aggressor. And then you're going to accept things that happen later on a lot more and have David, he could still accomplish his goal here. Well, uh, playing hard to get a little bit, but he is playing very easy to get here. Pa- David's a very easy man.
0: Yeah, let's be honest, he's they, yeah, just easy. Easy, you know, <laughs> uh, you, you never need to roofy David. But um, one thing I'll say, like next week, I need to remember to bring this up. That like there's so many lawsuits happening. Patty's an innocent victim oh, yeah. here. Like pa- yeah. Patty can sue them through the t- like. You talk about you know there being possible roadblocks for Palmer becoming president. Like, if if Patty was an American, which she is, uh, like, she'd be yeah, she's the American. shit out of me. I haven't seen a birth certificate. Produce a birth certificate, Patty. The one thing I will say, though, that, like, through all this, I fucking love Penny Johnson-Gerald in this episode. Like, this scene oh. when she's at the bar with Patty and she's just kind of just got this, just, again, like, you're meant to be sold that she's just this evil, manipulative, you know, woman who's just doing this just for her own power hungry. And, yeah, she is. But, like... I just love the way Cher is just like, you know, everything you're doing here is rightly for for David and basically all this kind of stuff. And just that way she just grabs that, mm, cherry, and then she just, like, looks at her niece and, and just walks off. Like, it's just, like, I get why people think she's just an evil, manipulative bitch because, like, Penny Johnson Gerald sells this so well. Like, I will defend this character. She's not evil. She's not that bad. She's a great character. But they just you want her to be more evil than she is because she's just so... Good. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm saying this now without spoiling this, for the certain big reveal at the end of next episode who will return on pretty much the same amount of time Sherry returns in multiple seasons, I always got more excited when Sherry returned rather than that character. And mm. I, that's a controversial 24 fan opinion. But I feel that Sherry brought more sinisterness and kind of like evil and vindictiveness, even though, again, I fully don't believe she's a villain, uh, to it than the other person did, because that other person kind of just returns and you're just like, oh, okay, shit's going down. They're evil. They're back. But I just feel mm-hmm. that maybe it's just Penny Johnson-Gerald's betrayal of it where you're kind of always like, oh, what's she really up to? To me, it
1: makes more sense when she comes back too. Yeah. Uh, whereas the other person, I always sort of struggled with, oh, this is like a ratings grab, yeah, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Or, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, when we get to season two, it's going to be exciting to talk about both of them.
0: Yeah, I think, like, when that person returns in Season 2, it's more exciting. When they return in Season 3, you're just like, oh, it's okay. Too uh, much. Yeah, I get it, you know. Having said that, though, there is a scene that I will very much fight for in that season between two characters, which is just a simple dialogue scene. Um, and I put that in that 24 Moments of 24 video that I made together because it's just it's emotional and it's deep and it's just it's like it's kind of just one of these... I don't, again, I don't know how rated highly it is by 24 fans when they turn around and think of a big moments in this show. I'm sometimes a fan of just a simple dialogue scene, which kind mm. of you know has an, an emotional connection, and that's one of them. But anyway, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Uh, anything else out on the the? Pal- I know there's kind of a bit of Palmer yeah. stuff here I've gelled over, but that's obviously connected more to CTU, so um, yeah.
1: I, I just like uh, when, when David goes back down to the end of the episode and he's schmoozing. Yeah, uh, where he goes up to the, the UCLA people. Oh. It's <laughs> like, oh, you're, John, good to see you. How's that AIDS thing going for you?
0: <laughs> what does he say? Like, what, what, what can the government do to help yeah. you or something like? Just
1: what can, since as, as we're going to be reminded about ten times in every episode during the Palmer drama. You know, I'm going to be in the White House in a couple of months. Yes. <laughs> the so votes have this- already been tabulated.
0: Doctors Brian Chazen and Daryl Maines, they have their own pages on um, the 24 Wiki, so they're clearly important enough to... I wonder if they've got, like, a declassified novel written about them. Um, <laughs> I love how each of them are played by unknown unknown actor. Um, so- These
1: characters have their own pages, but they don't know the actor's
0: unknown actors uh, uh you know he he's a very versatile actor he can play two people at once so <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to change my name to unknown actor so then i become famous <laughs> hey you're that guy unknown actor that's me uh, unknownactor.com uh jack smiggins um so uh, what can we do next sort of oh, it's kind of you kind of got to connect everything else together now don't you it's kind of hard to separate yeah. everything so maybe we, we will just connect it all cuz I guess the CTU, the Kim and Jack and Terry stuff is all literally connected now. It's kind of, it's very hard to separate it. So, um, Jack's basically being held hostage. He's got to call up, um, CTU and it's the deal is that they're going to trade Jack for Alexis. That's essentially the deal. And then, uh, we find out that, uh, they, they connect, they connect him through to Alexis at the hospital. Cause again, he's just willingly on the phone and, they're all talking to him. and He's all like, I'm dying, Father. I've, I've let you down. Like, I mean, was he sad when that gone badly? I am
1: the last of the drazens you will be.
0: <laughs> no, there is another. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Obi-Wan, <laughs> what I told you was true from a certain point of view. <laughs> uh, just a ghost. Wow, we're really turning this into something. Um, Dennis Hopper again looks great in a suit, but again, this accent. I will tread the life of Jack Bauer for that of your exes. Like, like, I mean, it's just. <laughs> oh, you're a very talented man, Dennis Hopper, but work on the Serbian. But like, Can I, I a, Are, point are out?
1: you with me, though, that... As as awkward as the accent is, it's so great to see Dennis Hopper playing subtle.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah, I don't yeah. think
1: he has a Dennis, what you expect from Dennis Hopper moment in this show. And I think that's one of the reasons why this stands as one of the best villains in 24, because you have this actor that really comes in as a surprise cameo at first, and then you realize he is the big villain of the season. And you expect to get a Dennis Hopper, you know, pop quiz, hot shot or something like that. And instead he's very calm the entire scene. He doesn't raise his voice once, I don't think.
0: Well, also the thing too I love about him in this scene is that um, when he gets on the phone to Mason and Mason's like, you know, I'm the head of CTU. And then basically (laughs) when Drazen is like, I will make this trade. And Mason's like, I don't have the ability to do that. And then the way he's just like, well, then you are not in control of anything or something like that.
1: You are not the head of anything. <laughs> yeah,
0: like that's a great line. Like, was like, I yeah. mean, that's that's true. Like, if you, the I feel like that. I
1: that yeah. w- when Mason said, "I'm acting head of CTU. I don't have the authority." I'm like, what are you acting on there? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> well, I guess it, was it comes from that place where it's like you know, the procedure. Like, this is Jack Bauer. Jack's going to do whatever he can, right? But, like, you know, following procedure, and I guess kind of Drazen comes from a place and I'm not trying to judge Serbia. I don't know. I've never been there. But, like, I mean, I'm assuming they don't have procedure. Like, they don't have mm. command in Serbia. It's just get shit done. Like, you yeah. want to trade someone, <laughs> fucking trade him. Like, do it right now.
1: There is um, no Serbia command.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um, what does he say? Like, he'll call back in uh, 15 minutes. Um, and then Chappelle, we don't get to see Chappelle in this episode, but he's turned down the trade um and then nina basically is like you're going to sacrifice jack uh and then i I mean george has a valid line he's expendable like the rest of us again like i mean i get yeah. it this is 24 this is the jack bauer power hour like we want to fall and root for this guy i get it but in real life like you know this is true i mean let's bring up a great thing to defend this on Die another day, James Bond ends up being expendable in that movie just like everyone mm-hmm. else. Like, just because he's James Bond, he's not expendable. So I like this fact that they're basically, you know, along the lines of, yeah, he's expendable just like anyone else. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Which Like Kim. Thing- yeah, exactly. Well, she's even more expendable. But, like, one thing I wanted to bookmark with this is that, like, in future seasons when, you know, somebody escapes, like, and we're going to get more at the end of this episode, I'm jumping ahead with, like, the tracker and basically, like, oh, no, we've lost them, they found the tracker. Like, I get it. This is 2001, 2002. They don't have this satellite technology where they can basically track someone straight away from leaving that. But I swear we get that in, like, next season or the season after. Like, it's pretty quick. I mean, they had, what was it, Uh, the the fibre technology a few episodes ago. Like, you know, it <laughs> had high-definition cameras. Uh, so why don't they have this satellite technology? I mean, they pulled up the schematics of uh, fucking What's-His-Face's hideout earlier in the season pretty quickly, didn't they? They sent it to Jack's PDA. So why don't they have satellites tracking him immediately? But... Uh, I don't know, nitpicking. Yeah.
1: There there is uh there's a moment coming up in the next episode where I feel like the technology surpasses even what we have in twenty twenty one, uh, which is gonna make this one look even worse.
0: Um, yeah, we get to go to the Drazen Lair, which uh I'm yes. with you. I like the Drazen Lair. I just I kinda like Jack as a hostage. Not because I'm dreaming of tying Keith Sutherland to a chair and having my way with him, <laughs> but well that is a the fact. But I don't know, like I feel that Jack as a hostage is something unique and different and it kind of, you know, we're so used to this image of Jack Bauer, Superman, like, just, you know, so good. So on these occasions when we kind of do get him tied up and tortured, like, I mean, there's an infamous sequence next season that I can't wait till we get to that episode. I remember the advertising campaign around that uh, so much. But, like, um, Jack's shirtless and naked in that scene, actually. He's not in this one, which is disappointing. <laughs> it's ingrained in the mind. But, um basically yeah so he's kind of here and then we meet the 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 gang of the drazens like it was this guy nicola he's old oh my old friend i haven't seen you and oh your daughter so beautiful like thank you thank
1: you ha ha ha
0: I feel like there's a weird mixture between, like, yeah, from R- Russia with Love or Thomas Bach with Drazen here. Like, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the Olympics. I am Victor Drazen. Ah, 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 ah. Fencing, yes. <laughs> um, I, I also just, like... It's kind of the charisma of Victor now because it's like when he sits down and he's chilling with his friend Nicola and he's got the daughter and then he's, like, having some, like, bukla or whatever the hell they're eating and basically, like, would you like something to eat, Jack? It's just, like... He's very
1: Godfather-like.
0: Oh, it's so good. Like, I feel so bad that I said a couple of weeks ago that Victor Drazen is maybe just in the top five. Like, I'm saying now, right now off the top of my head, he's my number two favourite villain. I forgot how good he is. Um, But... Yeah, just just the way he's kind of, it's just, it's I don't know, he's got more charisma than fucking Daniel Craig as James Bond, but Dennis Hopper should have been James Bond. Come on.
1: Uh, (laughs) okay, (laughs) I don't know about that. Randomly uh, popped
0: into my head. I mean, he's dead now. Rest in peace, Dennis, but.
1: Oh, at least you didn't kill this one. I mean, that's something we can say. If he'd been a James Bond, then you would have had a lawsuit on your hands right now.
0: Missed opportunity for a Bond villain, Dennis Hopper. Um. (laughs) you know anyway but um this is where we talked about this last week when Terry reapproaches Mason um and you know cuz she's found out that they're not trading Jack for for Alexis so angry Terry um but I like I one thing I'd say like this is going on to Mason like Xander Berkeley just like wow like I love like I love him in this sequence when basically she's like stop patronizing me or something like that and he's just basically like all right I will and like he just basically yeah. flat out like tells her how it is uh, I love it. Like, I just, I love the fact that he's finally just like, okay, fine. You know, I will tell you how it is. Um, Terry goes to Nina and he's basically, like, uh, George won't save Jack, Nina. <laughs> um, so what does Nina do? Nina calls the one man who can save the day presidential candidate. David. <laughs> I also appreciate that, again, this man has just won the Super Tuesday. He's having a party. And yet she could just get through to him in two seconds. Like, <laughs> There's... does this really help? Like, what, what? can I just ask one question? Like, why in future seasons are we all about CTU dealing directly with the president? Why are they dealing with the president now? Yeah, exactly. Like, it... why is a senator more important in season one? Just because they're besties? Like, CTU are just biased, like the teacher's pet. Oh, Palmer's a president now. We're in now. They don't have a good relationship with the current president.
1: There's a lot of problems I have with this. Um, The main one being that it basically sets up David for the next three episodes, essentially abusing power Mm. and probably creating more scandals for himself uh, because (laughs) he is acting as a president before he's president. Like it actually starts to make him feel very uh, arrogant and very Mm. uh, self-centered. A a lot of that stuff we keep hearing. Well, I'm going to be in the white house in a few months now. You're like, what an entitled little child. Like, I really dislike David's being, I'm not even going to say it's, it's a problem with the way David's character is written. I, I think it's the position they keep putting him in. And maybe if they had dropped some of those, I'm going to be in the white house for a few months, but it's, it doesn't come across good for him. But the other problem I have with this is Terry. Now I don't want to jump on the whole, Oh, Terry's really annoying. Cause kind of like with Palmer, it's not her fault. They've written her character in a way where you're going to resent her character even though it's not her fault when a simple thing could have changed this my problem is why is she allowed to roam around ctu unsupervised and another problem being why is mason not locking his door you've got to lock on that office door use it so he keeps complaining oh she keeps on where is rebecca you, you had a job, Rebecca. <laughs> Keep Terry busy. <laughs> yeah, where is she? Rebecca should be fired. Give me Rebecca command. This is not good <laughs> enough. Her shift ended at nine o'clock, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I do like the scene, the, the whole patronizing thing. I I did find it funny, though, where Terry's like, you've been patronizing me all night. And I, mm-hmm. I wanted him to go, by all night, you mean the last 45 minutes? Because that's how long you've been here <laughs> <laughs> since you met me. Uh, but it, it's just... From this point on, it's not just Terry is just sitting around at CTU. It's the opposite. She has access to everything when Tony doesn't, Milo doesn't have access. I'm not sure Nina has the access that Terry has at this point where she can just wander And is nobody else being like, excuse me, ma'am, we're actually trying to do a job here. Can you yes. give us some space? It's a government like you're facility.
0: There's classified documents. Is, there's a passenger list that nobody has seen. They yeah, can't exactly. be seen. Terry will see the passenger list. All of this is classified.
1: I mean, and, and she's, she hasn't been... Do- We're still waiting for that 16th debrief of hers. Like, is nobody here going to eventually say, listen, ma'am, you can't go in there. Please go take a seat. We'll bring you some lunch.
0: When I, When I worked at one of my newspapers in Hobart... We had, like, you know, all key access to the building and that sort of stuff. I wasn't allowed to just bring in a friend or, you know, whoever I was engaged to that week, like, come in and just sit down at my desk. Like, it was all, like, you know, very, like, strict and everything. Like, I couldn't just have them come in. Like, and that's a newspaper. Like, I mean, this is a government facility. They can ring up David Palmer in five minutes. Like, what if Terry's just going, oh, speed dial three, Hold for the president. <laughs> Bill Clinton answers, uh, yes. Oh, hi, this is Terry Bauer. Um, just, you know. You know at, at my office, there's, there's a room
1: that uh, people who actually have stuff to do in that room, who need to work in that room, don't have access, and I used to have to swipe them in, even though I have no reason to be in that room, and they do. This is CTU, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she should not... There's no reason she should even be able to look at the computer stations or what everybody's doing.
0: Yeah, like there's Give me security there's, like, command.
1: Was Kyle <laughs> allowed to do this? Like, <laughs> what? Where was? Ka- Excuse me. Can somebody take care of this nine-year-old who keeps yeah, wandering into Kyle? my office asking for his mom? <laughs> yeah, like did we ever get Kyle? Eventually, Terry. Here's a side plot. Terry just wanders in. Hi, little boy. What's your name? Kyle. Who's watching
0: you? There's something for Terry to do. <laughs> my grandma left earlier. I don't know. She forgot about me. <laughs> Have you seen um, my <laughs> Speaking of uh, random people, we meet Dana, CTU agent, uh, according yeah. to 24 Wiki. Poor old Kim. I just love how Dana just goes over and tells Tony. And now, I mean, I talk about Sarah Clark being bored. Uh, you know, Carlos Bernard doesn't really have much to do at the moment, does he? <laughs> like, I love, I love this like the whole section where it's kind of all like. Oh, I feel so sorry for Terry. I just couldn't tell her, Tony. Like, like again, Terry's whole plot line here is walking around CTU and getting told something different every five seconds. But, like, even this part where Terry's all like oh, I can't wait to be reunited. And then he's I just couldn't tell her yet. And then even Tony's just kind of like, (laughs) there, there, Nina, it's all right, tell her in your own time. Her daughter has been kidnapped again and her husband is about to be killed by terrorists and you're going to tell her in ten minutes?
1: And you know what? Terry herself has probably had the opportunity to see this on every computer monitor in there. Yeah. Kim Bauer kidnapped again. She's wandering around. She, she's probably seen the memo of this, this sitting on a fax machine somewhere.
0: I mean, let's be honest, it happens every five minutes, C.T. You're probably yeah. sick of it by now. Oh, again. Just tell me uh, when she's yeah. not kidnapped.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get to later in the season where there's no reaction at all to this happening for the eighth yeah. time.
0: One of my favourite random moments of this episode too is I love the Palmer Mason phone call because it's kind of like you talk about Palmer oh, being yeah. Palmer being arrogant, but I just kind of like cocky Palmer randomly here when he's just basically, you know, strong-arming um, George Mason here and essentially like, you know you seem like a power-hungry man. Like, you know, if you uh, do this for me, that uh, you'll get a job in Washington. You will uh, skip years of uh, progress and get straight there. And then it's like, I love how Mason's like, what if you don't get elected? That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just yeah. like hangs up. It's, it's like, ooh, drop Mike moment from Palmer. Like, I, because I remember this in season two that like Mason complains he's still waiting for his call to Washington. So, I mean, we talked about <laughs> earlier this season about Jack Bauer doesn't really keep his promises. David Palmer doesn't keep his promises. I'm spoiling this I, now for next season. I, I was going to ask,
1: I'm like, was this ever brought up in season two? Because yeah. when he says, oh, you're going to get a big promotion, uh, really the only promotion I think Mason may have is he's no longer acting head of CTU. He's just stuck there permanently. He doesn't want this job in the first place. So even if that's what he considers a promotion, that is a demotion still because <laughs> This isn't the job he wants, but Mason, I'm going to put this right now. Next to Sherry, probably the best character this entire season. Like every moment Mason on screen is just unbelievable. And he has the best responses to everything. Like the he's the only character that actually talks back to David yeah. Palmer this season. And the, the moment where, as somebody is destroying someone behind me. <laughs>
0: <right>. um, <clears throat> Hi, Jamie. Hi, <laughs> Jamie. It's <laughs> It's, Bane. Bane. it's- Ben. This is Ben, if you don't recognize him. (laughs) I don't know what she says.
1: She said, I didn't even look, but my butt hurts too much. I don't know what that means. Colin, Uh, what
0: were you two doing last (laughs) night? I know you watched a video recently, but come on. I know Casper doesn't like anal. But but uh, the the
1: moment where uh, he says something to a man, Mason's like, Wow. So far that sounds great because <laughs> even, yeah. Cause I think Palmer is saying, it's like, you know what, when this is all over, you're going to be reprimanded, possibly even demoted. Wow. Sounds great. Palmer, sign me up. <laughs> but, but he does make a good pitch to him. Uh, and I'm not going to say that this is bad writing. This is great writing for David Palmer. If it wasn't David Palmer, this is supposed to be the guy who is above all the corruption. He wants to expose all those guys who had all these plans and all the corrupt things to keep him in office. And now what are we gonna be getting in this subcommittee book? Are we gonna be getting a moment where Mason is like, listen, this guy who was not even officially the democratic candidate yet, made promises that really only a president could do. He used authority to have me break the rules, go against my superiors, because he said, I will give you something. He is making promises that he's not qualified to make and he's making promises. As we find out later, he's not even going to keep Palmer's a real dick. I'm going to say it.
0: (laughs) He is. Absolutely. I agree with you. But on the flip side of that, um, Mason should also just be like, you have no authority over me. Sorry. Bye. Uh, I can't do this. This is against our procedure. Fuck off. Here's the other problem. We talked
1: about this them rescuing Jack is not going to help matters. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, they're going to get Kim back. They're going to get Jack back, whatever. But they're also giving more power to the terrorists, the terrorists that when this all leaks out, forget about the Keith drama. Yeah. Listen, David himself was involved in authorizing a mission to assassinate a citizen of another country. Mm-hmm. The funds that they seized, <laughs> Oh, there's gonna be information coming about that in the next episode. Oh, <laughs> we don't even know where that money is. David's at the heart of that. And now he's authorizing trading an agent to release another one of these terrorists.
0: Yep. This yep. is
1: bad for David Palmer. Very bad.
0: It's actually a very good point you make. So in future seasons when he's the president, nah, we do not negotiate with terrorists. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, you are the English in James Bond, <laughs> um, basically. Like, oh, I see. Yes, a terrorist has a demand. Or well, just give them whatever they want. I'm bored. Like, let's- just once I want to take a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, it's a great phone call. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, and speaking of great scenes, like, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, again, if we, we've we got too many top five scenes, so I swear we're going to get a season where we're going to have none. We're just going to have to shove some season one <laughs> moments in it to fill the quota. But, um, basically, back at the, the Drazen hangout, um, Jack finds a way to hold off Miller hostage. He's like, ah! Oh, God, I've got a throat. Put Jack down, Victor. Um, yelling like Jack does. I Just talk about badass dickery from the Drazen's. Fucking Victor just shoots her in the
1: head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Oh, but then Jack, damn it. Like, and then basically, they he's, cut that. He's very
1: attached to this girl he just had at gunpoint, isn't he?
0: Oh, I mean, you know, Jack, Jack likes to hold women hostage. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I am going what? with that. What? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm dr- my dreams, again, are just taking over. Um... <laughs> But ah, oh, just it's just such a badass. why did I was I so down on Dre's in a couple of weeks? So I'm an idiot. Uh, like I mean, I don't, I can't think of many other badass villain moments. Even my favorite villain of this entire show, it kind of pisses me off how he ends up going down because I feel like the badassery of him should be like, no, that doesn't, that's not enough to take him down because he's been a badass the entire season. Um, but like, I just, I love this badassery here from Drazen. just so good. And then Andre basically going off at everybody, like, like I love that. Oh no, it's not the guard, it's the guard in the um, the last episode with the coffee pot or the second is it next episode with yeah. the coffee pot? I love random guard who lets Kim have a coffee um so are <laughs> all nip, useless like well, seriously why, why is everybody so afraid
1: of the Drazen clan like they're completely inept
0: also why do they all speak Serbian to each other but when Victor and Andre speak they speak English <laughs> solid point it could have is- been subtitled is that possibly because Dennis Hopper didn't want to do any research there? Like, I swear, like, everyone else is all like, yes, I'm really into this, I'm going to be Serbian. Like, where's Zletko from? Is he Serbian? But, like, Dennis Hopper, fuck this shit, I'm not doing this. We must I, speak English in my scenes. <laughs> he, he's only
1: spoken to Lou Diamond Phillips for the last who knows how many years. He's forgotten his, his native tongue.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zelko, I keep calling him Zletko. Uh He's Slovenian.
1: Zletko.
0: <laughs> Zel, Zel, Zeljko. Um, Zeljko. There you go. He's um, yeah, he's Slovenian. Slovenian. Um, I so. I
1: mentioned this before. This is gonna be complete sidebar from twenty four, but uh he has a scene, basically a single scene in the fourth Born movie, the one that Matt Damon didn't do, which is a much better movie than most people can give it credit for. The Born Legacy, which I would be all for us recapping the entire Born series, and I like the Born series, but I would be all for us recapping the entire series just for that one scene, because if you want to see. What one actor can do with one scene to make him the most incredible actor you've ever seen, watch Zeljko Ivanik in The Bourne Legacy. Uh, it, that is a better moment that we get out of any Drazen's in 24.
0: I've only seen one of The Bourne movies and it was fine. Like, I, you know, it was decent. I uh, just didn't go out of my way to watch any of the other ones. He, um, we actually, you know, listened to our Breaking Bad coverage over on um, the Oz Network which is the show you're listening to. But we actually recently <laughs> brought up um, Damages, one of my shows that made my top 50 shows of all time. And, yeah, I I knew him. I mean, I knew him from 24. But uh, he was in Damages for, he had to be in at least a couple of seasons. That's what he wanted. He won an 24. Emmy for that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if you, I can't remember if you said you'd watch Damages. but No, um,
1: I, I, I wanted to watch it because Rose Burns in it too.
0: Yeah, so he was in the first, second, and third. Se- I mean, the first season alone, like Ted Danson is like the main villain. Um, a guy that we will get to in twenty four and season nine, Tate Donovan. I'm a big Tate Donovan fan from the OC. Um, yeah, and like some of the other villains, Ryan. You talk Ryan Filippi, we've bagged him out. But the last thing I ever saw him in, he was like the se- the final season's main antagonist from memory. Uh, John Goodman's in a season. Martin Short, like it's really good casting in in Damage yeah. and playing close. Like, oh, you talk like. Up there with Meryl Streep. She is the Meryl Streep of non-Academy award winner. I mean, for fuck's sake, what is she up to now? Like 27 nominations? I still hate Olivia Colman after the other year, stupid bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Olivia. You're a nice lady. But, but uh, give uh, her yeah. an Oscar! <laughs> this
1: this now has nothing to do with 24, but uh, <laughs> since you guys are covering Breaking Bad, I figured maybe I could actually start watching the show for the first time ever. So I, I I did start watching it so I could oh listen to your guys' recaps, which, I mean, I'm sorry. I've been listening to your recap for who knows how many weeks now. Uh, but <laughs> as I was looking up the show, I saw that Jesse Plemons, one of my favorite actors, was in the show, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's not in until season five. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now I'm going to have to stick with it till season five. So if the show sucks if you and Nick are just off on the show, I will stick with you until season 5 so we could talk about Jesse Plemons.
0: You you have to stick with it till El Camino, the movie that came afterwards and the controversy that followed with uh with um, Jesse Plemons. Uh with Oh, is uh, he in the movie too? So, he is, but the the controversy that followed was that um basically because the the movie without spoiling it is basically set like Immediately after the end of um you know the 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 series finale, and yet you get Jesse Plemons' return, and you basically get fat Jesse Plemons. So like everybody wasn't talking about like the (coughs) the the the, the, how good the movie was. It was all just the con. I think it was like hashtag like fat Jesse or something. Something was like trending, and everyone was like you're fat shaming Jesse Plemons, and it's like well it doesn't make sense continuity wise. He was skinny in the last episode, now he's fat. That's what I was a bit, I, you know, good on him for putting weight, but like, <laughs> well, well,
1: there's, there's a reason for it too, because uh, I mean, he's, he's been in two of my favorite shows of all time, Friday night lights and Fargo uh, in Fargo. He's one of these actors kind of like John Travolta or Christian Bale, where he's like, I will, I will abuse my body for a role. Like he's a very mm. committed actor and Fargo season two, there was one scene. They wanted him to basically be overweight, wearing tighty whiteies in a scene just to look like a fool and he was often. willing to he was willing to put on 50 pounds and look repulsive for one scene in the show and I don't know how quickly Fargo and El Camino were filmed back to back, but I mean, he is one of these actors is like, you know, I need to be thin for a role. I'll lose a hundred pounds tomorrow. I need to be fat for a role. I'll gain 50 pounds and wear tidy whiteys.
0: I remember that random movie game night. And he was in that, he was pretty good in that. That was actually a pretty good movie game night, I it. Um, but I remember uh, it. So have you, it's, it's got um, Rachel McAdams and um, Jason Bateman. Yeah, I was gonna say the other guy that I really like, Jason Bateman. Mm. Um, so no, it was like I think I watched it on a plane trip, and I was just like, oh, what's this game? Like this looks alright, and like I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Um, so you, so sorry, we'll get back to twenty-four. So you have started watching Breaking Bad, or you're going to start watching? I, I I watched
1: the first episode.
0: All, all right, right, and what did you think? First episode in?
1: It was different than I expected. Like it was better than I expected because I, I sort of held off, expecting this is gonna be a very heavy show, like like too heavy for my
0: liking. And
1: there's actually kind of a quirky humor about it, which I liked.
0: Well, and uh, did you listen to our episode, or because at the time of recording this, it hasn't been released yet. (laughs) No, that's
1: what I'm waiting for it to be released.
0: It's I again. This is just us uh, completely doing a tangent to advertise our other show that you can download now. (laughs) But I think like when Breaking Bad was sold to me, it was always sold as a like a oh this is slow. It takes a while to get into it. But I was sold in the first episode, and i I would just say. There's a scene in the second episode, which, if you're not sold on Breaking Bad, you're never going to like this show. Like, it's just, it's, it, there's, I, it's one of those scenes that I literally rewound to watch again. I'm like, fuck, did that just happen? And you were just like, okay, <laughs> this show is awesome. Um, so, yes, Breaking Bad, now available on the Oz network. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, a, again, a, a badass scene. I wish we could nominate it for the top five, but we've got so many fucking nominations that, and we know that basically it's going to be filled up with moments from the next two episodes. So, um, but it's it's a great, just badass Drazen. God, how good um the trade's going down i love this moment when andre like basically says to um to mason when mason's like oh and the trade's gonna go down our way what does he say like well that's an interesting fantasy of course it's not going to go that way like andre's yeah. sort of you know taking it he's taking a step back he's done a noah um <laughs> to to victor all of a sudden but he's still got his moments like i just i like that that way um so it's happening at 2127 grand avenue in 30 minutes um, I, I tried to
1: look this address up but there's is a promise There's two Grand Avenues. There's a North Grand Avenue and a South Grand Avenue. The North one literally looks like a shopping mall. Um, (laughs) The the South one is a house.
0: Right. So you really are being very thorough with your research currently on the Oz Network. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Good job. Um, So, yes, 30 minutes away. The timing... Is it no? It's next week that there's there's a moment where they basically give them like thirty minutes, and they literally give them like twenty minutes, and it's like kind of like I know a lot of this like when we've had the meeting with um with Alexi and Elizabeth before, like you know there's a bit of leeway there. Like usually you're a couple of minutes late because you know no one's dead on time in thirty minutes. But there's one next episode where it kind of annoys me that somebody's so early, and it's like you know like <laughs> what are you doing? Don't you know this? Um, Nicola is crying over Miller <laughs> <and> then. <laughs> Victor just kills him too because one oh. murderer! Murderer! Which is great. Again, like it just it suits his, you know, scene. And is this when Kim comes in? I love Jack's KIM! Like when Kim <laughs> then just punch Jack over the head. I just I shouldn't laugh at like upset Jack Bauer, like getting tasered and everything, but there's just something the way Jack Bauer and, like keeps up the delivery of it. Kim! <laughs> <laughs> um he just gets punched and knocked out basically again uh we basically haven't met i'd uh, mentioned kim at all this episode have we because i mean she's just been driven there all the time um now is this where nina lies to terry basically that again oh you know because she tells yeah she tells terry about the um trade is happening and then all of a sudden, oh, I haven't had a chance to find out about Kim. I'll find out for you. And then Terry, with this awkward moment. Thanks for telling me the truth about everything, Nina. Yeah. And then it's all like,
1: oh. oh the writing oh, is, is getting that. worse for t- poor Terry here. Uh, yeah. But even but yeah, the,
0: the we- bit following here with Tony, the way she's like, w- like, just this little moment with Nina when she's like, I don't think I'm doing my job very well. And You're doing your job fine. And when you get home, you're going to give me a bigger job. Uh, with, do you get that joke, Colin, now that you're seeing porn? <laughs> um Ask Jamie. But uh Jack then basically gets driven away. Um and is this where Jack kind of has this conversation with Andre? Um and I, I kinda like, yeah, Andre here was just basically like, We should kill you and your daughter right now for what you've done to my family. Um and yeah, and what does he say, like be quiet give my father some rest. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Victor's tired. He's killed a couple of people tonight. He hasn't know.
1: been up for two days. He's probably the only character in the scene that's actually slept recently.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a very good point. He's the only one in this whole <laughs> show that should be not tired. <laughs> um, so Jack gets tied to a post or like a watered main in the middle of nowhere and the sniper's staring at him. Again, I, I love... Um, I love just keep silent again he's just so good like he's talk about future Oscar winners Kiefer go back to movies you should be an Oscar winner like you're so mm. layered and so good how you can do this like just he's kind of like panic look when he's looking around like oh like we're you know I'm tired to this thing um and then I love it when he's like yelling at um Andre's like <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> then andre just drives off like i don't know like this is again why i love this i'm just so because i'm watching this back as 14 year old one what does he want him to do like i'm so like jack's panicked and andre's a badass like no i'm not going to tell you what to do like again james bond villains watch this don't reveal the plan in five minutes keep him guessing give him an untraceable phone like you know make it tense um it works really well um we get the drop off basically now. George in the George on the scene, uh, <laughs> yeah. out in the ambulance. Um, they do the swap over for Alexis, and all oh, there's a standoff because it's like where's Jack? And fair enough, like they're kind of being duped over. Um, and what what do they say? Like, oh, what is wrong with him? He's worse than they think. Like, do they have they not already discovered this guy was in like intensive care ten minutes ago? And oh, he's yeah. worse than we think he is. Like. Yes, you spoke to him on the phone. He was like, "I'm going to die." <laughs> they're like, "Oh, we need a doctor. Get a doctor!" All of a sudden, you think he's gonna put a give doctor? On him? Give me doctor command. Give me doctor command. I like this kind of um, this mercenary Serbian dude who's just kind of all like, "Are you going to put the gun down now, or are you going to let us go?" Like, I just kind of like this guy. Uh, and then you know, Mason kind of realizing he's got to give in. But then it's kind of like cut back to CTU command when Nina's got a little headset on. It's like. A little tracker device, and I do love how they're surprised that they find the tracker. I mean, God, make some effort into this, oh. people. Like, James Bond had it shot into his blood. Like, yeah, I,
1: mean, I was thinking, can't they inject this? Anything
0: that was what four years later? Like, I mean, this is still he's
1: basically you know. got a, a blinking key fob hanging off of him. How yeah. did he find that?
0: They may as well just have a like a thing that says tracker on it, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Please don't um, remove. (laughs) Please don't remove. We're trying to find you. Jack then, I love this sequence, and Jack again is just looking around and then he gets shot and then he's uh, handcuffed. And at least the Drazens are nice enough to leave keys for his handcuffs in the car as well as uh, keys to the car. Jack gets out of the handcuffs and, oh, Jack's on the scene. Where's he going to go? And um, I do love the fact that, yeah, he drives off and he's got this untraceable phone and yet he's going to make a phone call on it at the beginning of next episode, spoiler alert. But, um, This is the least exciting way an episode will end for the next two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. And this is excitable. Like, I'm still like, oh, going to watch the next episode. What's happening next? But let's just point out that the next two cliffhangers will make our top five for the end of this season, possibly the top ten of all of 24. So just be prepared to have your little minds blown in the next two weeks if you've never watched along with us.
1: Um, you're going to have to remind me of this if you remember next week, but I have some questions about the cell phone. Uh, is, well, let, let me just say it now. Does he have his regular cell phone on him? Because this Aye. untraceable phone, he makes phone calls on it, but following that he has another cell phone that people already have the number for.
0: That's a good point. I, didn't really, I would assume he wouldn't. I'm assuming the Drazen's I'm just going to let him have his cell yeah. phone. Like, well, you paid a lot of money for this jacket. It's an iPhone too. So, I mean, you know, I don't <laughs> want you to lose this. And, and,
1: Obviously, it w- we'll find out in future weeks, you know, somebody could have said, here's a new cell phone for you, but how does everybody have the number already uh, is my question.
0: Well, and I mean, it, everyone's got the dragons on speed dial. I mean, they had the prisons are exactly. ready to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh,
1: One thing I wanted to mention right at the beginning of the episode with uh, the Kim stuff is, did you notice the awkward slow motion of the mm. car pulling away? They went. Yeah, like, I've, I've written that, that down. I forgot our, to mention that. Yeah, like, does that screw up our timestamps here too? You know, this is
0: all in real time, but it's in slow motion. I look, we had that in another episode, and because it was, I think, when the car blew up and they were zooming in on Kim's body. My assumption would be is that it was the opposite. Like initially, the scene was too fast, and they couldn't mm-hmm. fit it in, so they kind of had to slow it down to fit it in. Like that. That would just be my guess as to why they do. That. It looks weird, though. It does. Like, yeah.
1: Probably because you're not used to it. Uh, I also love that every time Jack just starts yelling. Uh, based on your impression, he just becomes completely unintelligible. It's like, <laughs> I'm watching nobody knows I that sent was...
0: you. I mean, come on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody translate, please? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I do love all the Drazen stuff. The, the moment, first of all, just the fact I mentioned with uh, the Drazen layer, one of the cool things about it is just. All these associates—they just have one of the daughters there, you know, serving. Yeah. <laughs> her job. Sure. What, what's what's your job in you know, what, the, the some type of committee here? What is your job within the uh, Drazen Terrace organization? Uh, I make the meat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, you get. We're going to reduce your sentence by a year and a half because you're only in charge of the meat and occasionally the beverages. <laughs> and
0: but the butler bar or whatever they're eating. Go to a serving restaurant. Can I have a plate of blah, 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 Oh, yes, we just got some. I'll get some for you now.
1: <laughs> but, but I just like that it's not just your random, you know, uh, f- face... I, Faceless, figuratively, uh, mm-hmm. stormtroopers, <laughs> where they're just <laughs> guys with guns, and you never hear them speak, and it's it's easy to accept when they die. I mean, they throw both the father and the, uh, the, the... the Did we ever get the daughter's name? You said uh,
0: nah, Nikolai nah, is the daughter? Me, 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 Mustafa. Mila.
1: Mustafa. Mila. <laughs> Mila. Mila and Nikolai here. Uh, they're just Maximilian. fun little... <laughs> Maximilian and Smiggins here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're fun little side characters to get. And it, it serves its purpose, too, because, as I mentioned, the, the whole idea of the faceless stormtroopers, you know, where you don't care if they die... You introduce these two characters that are different. They have personality. So the audience is going to care a little bit more when they die. Uh, it, it's it's a subtle little thing they do, a filmmaking trick, uh, so that there's some emotional weight to it. Uh, but it's also just a fun little thing like, you know, oh, these are just our contacts. You don't necessarily associate them as terrorists. They're just the, the people who are, who are you going to call? <laughs> Let's call Nikolai and Mila. <laughs>
0: good food, good time. It's also like... Um you know, and this is, I guess, me stereotyping, but I mean, sort of Eastern Europe and kind of Mediterranean part of Europe, it's it's sort of the are renowned for these big families, sort of, you know, big yeah. families, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like they all sort of hang out and this sort of stuff. So it's it's kind of like a, yeah, like they would have their little communities, I guess, kind mm-hmm. of as they, as they rock up and stuff like that. So, yeah.
1: And yeah, one of my favourite parts of this whole episode is Victor just very politely offering, like, this is a Bond villain moment. Sit down, Jack. Have something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's not what you expect from. Him. And he's also showing more courtesy than they showed him. So yeah. you kind of like Victor Drazen here. Uh, and come on, Jack. I mean, we know you haven't slept in two days. You had a taquito here and there. I think we we pointed out one point where Jack was eating lunch, but he's got to be hungry. I mean, there's no reason. Even Kim is not above. Partaking in some of their food and beverages. <laughs>
0: so. Well, Jack's a proud man. I would not eat food from a terrorist. <laughs> <slug>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when, he,
1: when he's like handcuffed to the thing, you're like, how is this trade even working? And they even say something to him. It's like, you're either, you know, this trade's either going to go through or you're going to be dead. And Jack's just, I almost feel bad for Kiefer. Now Kiefer makes the best out of everything. In the next two episodes, we're going to see What's shocking that he never went on to win the Emmy because I mean, famously, the Golden Globes are held halfway through a TV season. So when he won the Golden Globe, this season hadn't even finished yet. But how he didn't win the Emmy for this after the next two episodes is crazy. But if they were. Simply stopping at this episode, I can understand it because it is a lot of Jack just, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and even when he's chained to this post, it's just a lot of like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's, it's a little awkward to watch him in this Literally episode. Cavern,
0: tomorrow never dies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, we got everybody who's like, Tony and Nini are just a little bit bored. <laughs> Terry is just sitting there asking, Where's Jack? Where's Kim? Uh, <laughs> with Jack, it just sort of become for a while, you're chained up. And you're looking like you want to break free and you're very angry. Uh, But still the moment where the gunshot comes and they just break the cuffs, like you almost get like your heart stopping moment. Like, oh, did they just shoot him? Oh, no, no, it's just the cuffs. And that guy had to have been like the best shotter because they still do need Jack here. So Hmm. is this the smartest thing for them to do? Like, is it just pure arrogance? or like, we really want to mess with him. Fire the gun, but make sure you only hit the cuffs. That has to be the most precise shot in the history of sniper shooting. If they had just missed a little bit, oh, 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 sorry, boss. Oh, uh, the wind. It was the, it was the, oh, Dimitri, why you do this? Oh, this happened every time. It's just, it, it, it's, it doesn't really make sense that that's what they would do, but like, great moment of television here. Uh yeah, the, the whole cliffhanger is just sort of let, let's in on everybody. It's, it's nothing big. Uh, they maybe should have saved the Kim thing for the end. I think that would have been a better way to go. Uh, if you actually just saw Kim getting hauled in there right at the last minute and Jack's just panicking, where's the keys for this thing? Uh, maybe that would have been a bit of cliffhanger, but I mean, still minor complaints in this episode, uh, all around it it's similar to the last couple of weeks where it's slow progression of what's happening, but it's more than enough now where you're like, Oh, I can tell we're in the home stretch. Like, I almost feel like when we get to the next two episodes, you have so much crammed into them that you could have reserved a few moments for this episode to pad it a little bit more. And still, I'm going to spoil it. Now I'm still buying this episode, but I feel like when we get to the next two, I sort of look back on this one thinking, you could have done a few things here to give the next two a little bit more breathing room.
0: Yeah, I see it. I do. Um, but, um, I don't know, like I just, I just, the next two weeks I'm going to need a tissue. So, um, basically, um, that's a sex joke, Colin. Um,
1: but... <laughs> I was going to ask, I'm like, in what way, Ben? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please tell me more. Uh, I do not know anything about that. Um, well, I mean, I am going to buy this too uh, before we get to our ratings. So I was going to mention uh, the trivia, which um, it mentions here on 24 Wiki about, yeah, the, the slow-mo. Uh, continuity error. Almost two minutes past during the opening title and recap, yet the episode opens with Kim being pulled from the car exactly where the previous episode ended well maybe they just stopped to have a chat like oh, i'm <laughs> gonna kidnap you i so said you're kim are you yes i am first time no kidnapped earlier today okay so this is how it's gonna work um and it's got here you, you look is- you
1: look thirsty would you like a coffee no 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 <laughs> coffee not until we not until we're seated and we get we to, to our destination that's when i'll have coffee
0: would you like some baklava it's it's particularly good um i don't think it's baklava i don't know what it is but maybe it will may be, be baklava. <laughs> um, and this is that sort of what we talked about before and it's a bit of a spoiler for next season but david palmer promises george mason to bring him to a high Position in Washington DC within the first month of his presidency. In day two, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., Mason is still at CTU in LA. A year and a half later, and makes a cynical remark about this to Tony Almeida. Um, so yes, so they do definitely. bring it up again. Yeah, yeah, because I, I do remember that line in like the episode where he's just like, "I'm still waiting on my call from DC." Like that's why I kind of I thought that was Chappelle who got that earlier this season when you know mm. I knew there was somebody got like offered a promotion that d- doesn't come. So Palmer, you're a dick. You're a liar. You're just like Jack. Really that, like.
1: is like you know, there are moments in this season where you're like, I still see why I love Palmer, but the more, yeah. I don't think there's any character that looks worse on a rewatch where you have to analyze than Palmer.
0: Yeah. 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 And like, again, still heart of the soul of the show. Like he's, he's great, but yeah, there's, you know, Palmer's a bit of a dick sometimes, let's be honest. Um, like, at least when Bauer's a dick, you understand why. Like, there's very often that, you know, Bauer's just a dick for being a dick. Like, okay, we've just established the Bauer family have left a trail of destruction in their wake this season. But uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so I, I'm ranking this. Uh, so, it's a, yeah, definite buy for me. And I'm ranking this at 11th. So this is my... Ah. Um, uh, actually, no, I'm ranking it ten. No, hang on. No, 10th. I've got this around the wrong way. 10th. Uh, so I've got this... The third lowest buy, I've got this uh, ahead of the pilot and then episode 19 from a couple of weeks ago. I was nearly going to put it above episode nine, but that's the one where Jamie kills herself and it kind of ends on the cliffhanger mm. and the phone ringing. So I, I think that's got a bit more tension. Like, ooh, what's happening? So, uh, yeah, I have it at 10th. So it will be in the top half for me.
1: It's just outside because it is my number 11. Um, so I've got this just below episode 20 uh from a couple weeks ago and right above that is episode 19 so uh funny enough this even if i'm looking at like the last five six episodes this isn't even necessarily the highest among them uh but wow wait till we get to next week though
0: well i mean the next couple of weeks are going to change our things a little bit because uh boy oh boy wowee. um i mean i'm yeah, I'm not even talking about the the final. This is the penultimate episode, penultimate episode. Um, and Oh, we get a massive twist next week. Uh, you got to stay for the final scene. But uh, we get some great stuff next week. Um, Palmer gets in the action again. Uh, Sherry gets in the action. Um, oh, it's good. I, I actually one thing I should say I haven't mentioned the uh the the guide the 24 guide. Um. I can't really go into detail about the the, the twist, but there's a, a section here about uh, the big twist at the end of next week about how they had an idea for it throughout the whole way, but actors were not told about it until the final four episodes. And I think we mentioned that, like, last week, didn't we, that, uh, you know, certain things, the way actors are, like, they're kind of, you know, maybe... Different such cuisine.
1: divas.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, It's got here the research files about Super Tuesday, um, which apparently the phrase Super Tuesday... Uh, Actually, no, I'm reading last week's. We didn't read that last week anyway. um, Super Tuesday first came into uh, phrase after the 1988 election. There you go. Um, Oh, so it's Borek, not Buklava. Uh, Research files. Victor Drazen taunts Jack Bauer by tasting a piece of Borek, a traditional dish originating from Turkey and especially popular with people in the Balkan regions. It's made of phyllo pastry and filled with feta cheese, ground brief, beef and vegetables. That sounds good. Wow. It's a regular staple offered at local bakeries and the equivalent of fast food in those countries is often also consumed with yogurt, which is mm. always good. Mm. Um, And here's, so I think I said earlier this season, I remember there was, I, I thought it was the cars. I thought it was something like the good guys always drove BMWs and the bad guys drove Mercedes. Like The fans picked it out. There was something along those lines. This is what I was thinking of. Um, During the first season of the show, both Mac and PC format computers were featured on the show. What some people didn't realize was that the bad guys for the season are always seen using PCs, while the good guys are all using Macs. Um. And some people question that over a reveal over something next week, but then it makes sense when you go back and watch it closely. So um, there's a little tidbit for you, which I knew there was something... I knew there was some little Easter egg about that the bad guys and the good guys all used something different. I thought it was cars. Maybe there is a BMW Mercedes thing as well, but uh, it's the computers that I was thinking of. So, yes, anything we do know, next week, it,
1: it, Well, in reality, it's actually vil- the villains that use Max. But, oh, hands uh, down. You know, th- This is fiction. So, uh, yeah. no, I mean next week's incredible. I, I, I don't know what the air dates were, but it almost feels like it is one episode. Like this is a two part finale. Because uh, there, there are times in the past where they would do that, they would save the last two episodes, uh, and air them, um, you know, together. But you could almost view next week as part one of the finale. I mean, it's just incredible, even aside from the, uh, the big reveal at the end of that episode, which was probably the most jaw-dropping moment of this entire season. Uh, just the rest of the the action and everything else that happens is just incredible. Even the resolution that we start to get to the, the Lewinsky storyline is really solid.
0: Oh, the, I mean the twist that we get. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that like I didn't see that coming and it's like, wow, well, okay. Um, but yeah, I I'm looking at the air dates. No, they aired a week apart and I was about to say, I think in Australia, they might've aired on the same night, but actually the more I think about it, no, I think they, cause I, I remember the finale. We'll get to that in a couple of weeks, of the night watching that, but uh, anyway, uh, so 10pm to 11pm episode 23 next week, get excited um, do all the usual stuff that you'll hear us talk about at the end, Patreon would be nice, the secret life of Colin Hilding coming soon to that if we get a Patreon and um, yeah, get excited, I want to listen to Breaking Bad because it's Colin's favourite show now so um, do that as well on the OZ Network uh, but until next week, my name is Ben and Stephen, no, stay, I'll come over
1: Uh, And my name is Colin, big hunk of
0: Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.